you're listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun. Hey folks, welcome to Making Data Simple. Today, uh, this is an interesting one is we've got what I would affectionately refer to as the intern episode. In fact, that's what we've actually titled it. And with me today, I have Liam Seston, Ratchet Sharma, and these two gentlemen, among other people, you wouldn't be amazed at how, how many people it takes to do a podcast. But these guys are the technical go-to folks on the podcast. They keep everything in working order. Uh, and uh, look, welcome, guys. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Al. Uh it's fun to be on this side of the episode for, for a change instead of behind the scenes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us. So what do you guys, I mean, this isn't your day job, is it? Have I made it to your day job? Has this become like 80% of all, because I know it's very, very time consuming, but I know you got you guys wear multiple hats. What What is your roles? Could you describe them? Each of you, why don't you go first, Liam? Uh, yeah, sure. So Ratch and I are both on the DB2 content design team as information developers and that's a lot of jargon, but really it comes down to where like technical documentation and content leads for the DB2 product. So anything that's technical, any like any everything from user manuals to, to videos, uh, Ratch and I kind of create uh, content just better assist clients and customers who use the DB2 product. That's right. And just to add on to that, so stuff like uh, Content Hub, uh, the DB2 uh, documentations, we just take care of uh, changing it, editing it, and creating new documentation. Do you guys kind of wince when you're called interns? I mean, like, this is the intern episode. Do you kind of like, uh, intern? Or do you like, this is, you, you, you like the terminology? Well, I feel like I've been, we've been treated pretty well as interns at IBM, but like, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like the best of both worlds. We're kind of treated well, but at the same time, if we do something, if we screw up, we can just say we're interns and it's a get out of jail free card in a way. I have never heard of it as a get out of jail, jail free card. That gives new credence or, or that, that, that gives some power to the intern. That means you got to do whatever you want. You got to get out of jail free card. Yep. We're just here for 16 months. So come hell or high water, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you leave, what, you, you could stay. You could get a, a job at IBM, yes? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's actually in our contract. We have to return to school after our 16 months. But yeah, it, it will, you don't want to ruin our reputation in our 16 months. <laughs> so are you saying you wouldn't return to school if you didn't have that in your contract? Uh, I don't know. School, school's pretty fun at Queens, so I don't know, I don't know about that. How long have you guys been a part of this podcast now? Well, I've been on since I joined IBM in May 2018, so coming up on 16 months for me. And that's for me, September 2018, so it's been a year for me almost. So do you guys listen to other podcasts? Oh, yeah. I have a few. I have a bit of a long commute, so I definitely hop on the podcast one. I really like Command Line Heroes. I think that's a Red Hat podcast. Um, I just got into that one. They kind of go over, kind of similar to what we offer, I guess. However, they kind of go more into like the history of computer science. They offer kind of technical conversations from like the rise of BASIC and stuff like that. Another one I like more for entertainment is called Our Fake History. It's kind of a history podcast that uh, goes into more like kind of myths, pop culture, hmm. and history. And also one of my favorites, which is, has a very similar format to Making Data Simple, it's called the Collective Podcast. And it kind of brings on guests, little art, and music industry. And that's just something that uh, I really love. 
learning more about. So, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. And um, as for me, how it began, which is more about history and, uh, like, you know, uh, and then science versus, it's very scientific, connecting science and fiction. And then let's talk, let's talk about myths. Let's talk about myths. You know what? Now I'm going to get on my my phone right now. My problem is, is I try a lot of different podcasts, and then I got to go and purge. They they start filling up my because uh, I'm, I'm a podcast junkie, no no uh, no doubt. Uh, just for the listeners, for what I have, I have uh, Invest Ed. It's a good investment podcast that I like. I always listen to Up First, you know, when I'm when I'm coming into work or something. It gives you the news within 12 minutes or something like that or less. The Indicator, the, it, from Planet Money. I've got A16Z podcast, Revisionist History. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I won't comment. Uh, conspiracy <laughs> Theories, The Tim Ferriss Show, Invest Like the Best. You can see where my head's at. Uh, it's all over the place. Uh, I've got ours, of course. Uh, and... Um, Let's see, I got Brand Builder, Historical Figures, TED Talks Daily. I don't even know. Oh, there's six more I still got. Is, well, actually, before that, I have a question for yeah. uh, Alden. So, do you listen to music at all, Al? I, yeah, I listen to music when I'm working out, but it depends. Okay, so what I typically do is I get up in the morning and I work out, and I will either listen to a podcast or, um, or music. Uh, it kind of depends on what I'm feeling, but you know, typically it's podcast that wins out. Uh, when I jump in the shower or something, then I turn on the music because I can't concentrate. But like if I'm going for a run in the, the morning, it may take 45 minutes. I'm knocking out, you know, at least one and a half podcasts when I do that. Because some of them, I like some of the podcasts that are short, like 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 I said, like 12, 15 minutes, and then I've got some longer ones I listen to as well. Uh, but you know, anytime I'm in the car. I used to listen to sports radio. So how many times can you listen to sports radio say the same thing over and over and over? Again? Yeah. So I haven't turned on sports radio as long as I can remember. It's always learning something in a podcast. Right. And in fact, I read a lot of books, but a lot of the books that I quote unquote read are also um, audio books. So like if I'm on the road for a little bit, like if, if I'm going to get somebody going to the lake or something, you know, three hours, you can knock out a, you know, at least uh, probably a half of a book, quarter of a book, something like that. So, yeah, I try to use my time effectively, and that's the best way to do it. So it's probably a little bit too much. Yes, I listen to music. That's the answer to the question. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really got into the audio books yet. I think I tried it a couple of times and it struggled. I don't know, there's something about having a book in front of you I really like and just reading it. No, I don't disagree. The only thing is is that I'm, I'm with you. It's just mm-hmm. if I'm uh, – you know, if I have the time to have the uh, the book in front of me, a lot of times I do that too. I read I read books as well, uh, you know, paperbacks. But I find that uh, then I'm also working on my computer or something else like that. When I'm in the car, you know, I I, I want to stay off my phone for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to listen to something, and that's why I think it comes into handy. But I will say to your point, I probably hit rewind or the you know 15 to 30 second you know backups like constantly. Oh yeah, and that's what, and that's exactly what I realized because um, I just started doing that uh, recently, and I would realize that I would miss certain stuff, and then I have to keep going back like thirty seconds or so multiple times. That's why we got to keep these podcasts interesting, or else, else, if you lose the audience, then you start to daydream, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me change gears on you. Let's talk about some of that the internships. Tell All us right, sure. what it's like on being an intern at a big company like IBM. 
Well, I know um, when I first stepped on my offer, I, I was honestly pretty nervous. I'm like, wow, this is big, big boy IBM. This is going to be, am I going to have to wear a suit every day or something? But uh, uh, yeah, it's been definitely different coming into IBM. Like, uh, it's definitely not as formal, at least in our roles. We don't have to dress up as much because we're not as client facing. But I think, I forget who had this quote. I don't want to misquote them, but they said something like, IBM's smallest big company you'll ever, ever meet. And I, I think that's true to so many extents, because even though it's a company of like almost 400,000 people, it doesn't feel like that. Everyone feels very connected. Now, Liam, now you got so let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. How many suits have you worn? Have I worn? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think only like, I think there was like once or twice. I don't, I don't know the last time that I've worn a suit. And I do presentations and keynotes. Today I am sitting with an untucked shirt with jeans and, and tennis shoes. Oh, man. Well, I remember when we, you, you came to Toronto once, I think, for that, uh, the Tan May live episode. We all, we all dressed up a little bit for that one. But, uh... All right. That's about it then. Because <laughs> that was on TV. All yeah. right. I got it. I got it. All right. What about you, Rachet? If I've worn suits at work, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, my experience has been amazing. I, I got to learn about so much about the corporate life, uh, but it was very casual, uh, very, very, uh, the atmosphere is very amazing, uh, very chill, but at the same time, uh, lots of learning, uh, uh, learning steps here. I don't think uh, I mentioned it to you, but I've been here for one year and I'm actually picking up another position at another location uh, of IBM at Ottawa, and I'll be working as a client-facing technical developer there now. Is that permanent or is that an internship again? That, that's another quick internship. I just wanted to see a different uh, different uh, role within the same organization. Nice. Uh, but uh, it's because it's been amazing. I love it. And uh, for future folks coming in, I would definitely recommend that IBM is one of the top places to work. I've been at IBM uh, a few years now. I came in through an acquisition. So it's hard to see it with fresh eyes. Now, I, I you know, well, let me ask you, just what's your overall honest impression of IBM as a company? So every time I mention it to people out there, they, you know, their eyes just go up like, oh, my God, you work for IBM. So, like, you know, definitely it's big out there. Uh, the first landing on moon, like, I'm sure a lot of people don't know, and I discovered it myself, IBM had a big role to play to take people from Earth to moon. So, like, when you think about the company you work for and they have a big accomplishments like that, it just, you know, it just makes you feel super proud. Of, I mean, to me, it feels really super proud to be here. Yeah, actually, Al, you mentioned you came in through an acquisition, though. I kind of uh, resonate a little bit because I know Steve Astorino, he's the lab director here in Canada. He also came in through an acquisition. So yeah. uh, I'm curious if there's like a percentage behind how many IBMers were acquired. That's an interesting question. I don't have an answer for you, but I would say it's pretty significant. There's a lot of folks that could come in through acquisitions. I came through a company called Informix. Uh, software uh, years ago, and look uh, at the time, you know, to you, kind of do to your your point. Uh, I said, oh, IBM was you know huge. I, I said, oh, I'm never going to be here. But you know, what IBM has allowed me to do is to to be an entrepreneur within a big company. Uh, it is, I mean, there, there's always challenges. There's big company politics that you got to get through and that kind of stuff. But uh, at the same time, I mean, it's allowed me to. Uh, really push the envelope and then you get exposure to all the different kinds of businesses that with a smaller company, you got to go to another business to, to get that exposure, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's actually one thing with the podcast as well. Like we have a lot of clients that kind of come on here. So it's really exposed me, at least uh, just the diversity of who IBM kind of works with, which is always really interesting, I think. 
Yeah, I think I think one of the troubles we have with the podcast or values, I mean, it's both sides of the coin, and that is that we want to get, you know, we want to use like 50-50, 50% clients, 50% uh, IBM, and, but it's always easy to get IBM just because there are so many different businesses within IBM that you can say, oh, I know somebody, you know, that focus on telecom or the aviation business. You don't have to walk outside the door to get that, but you don't want it to be over the IBM either. So it's a kind of a, a, a gift and a curse at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So look, have the, has the internship worked? Has it prepared you for your future career goals? I think so. I mean, like, I feel like just getting our foot in the door at IBM at a very established company, like it's globally recognized. I think it's done wonders. It's like, honestly, I I don't want to just kind of sell, sell, sell IBM because we're on a podcast here, but like it's, it's honestly provided opportunities for me. I only dreamed of before. So really thankful of, of the last 16 months and excited for what the future has to offer. Well, specific to the internship itself and the expertise or the, uh, the experience that you gained, I should say, can you name a, a few different areas that you uh, you feel like you, you came in without and you're walking out with? Oh, yeah. I would just say probably technical confidence. I mean, coming into a technical role, and I wasn't really sure how how prepared I would be for, for something like this. But I would say the biggest thing is just confidence, knowing that I can kind of come into a company and offer the value that I did to content design uh, is really rewarding. Yeah, and just to, just to add on to that, um, it's, it's not just what you learn at work. It's just that the resources you're provided here with. So when I came here, I had no knowledge, I mean, very limited knowledge of data science or Docker or um, machine learning. And then IBM, so many resources where you can, you know, I can go to the library or I can just take the Coursera courses. And they're all free for interns or whoever is working in tech. And now I have so many certifications under my belt. When did, uh, what, what are you guys graduating in, anyway? So I'm doing computer science. Yeah, computer science. Liam? Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a film major, and I'm doing a certificate in law. So that's interesting that you're in film, and you come to work, and you're taking a technical role at IBM. Mm-hmm. That, was that expected? Uh, did um, you, did, yeah, sorry, I get that question a lot. Um, I would say no. I'd say content design has been pretty applicable for film because a lot of what I do is just making videos, and I think my editing experience, and especially for the podcast as well, just the audiovisual experience has been uh, huge and really instrumental to what I've been doing here at IBM. So maybe maybe we should uh, describe content design just a little bit for the people listening. Yeah, sure. So content design is essentially creating technical, pro- well, taking technical products and finding the best way to kind of explain them to the client that would allow them to get up and running and learn the product as fast as possible. So for us, that involves working on the IBM Knowledge Center for specifically the DB2 product and just altering technical documentation on that website uh, for clients to follow and use in uh, their own setting. uh, Yeah, I I would say it's like a bridge from technical side to to the client so they can understand uh, the background information that's, uh, that's happening a lot more easily. Nice. Anything about the internships or being an intern or anything that uh, we haven't said that you'd like to make a comment on? Yeah, I think uh, the one thing I really appreciate, too, is the snacks that we get for free now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's been awesome. That changed See, uh, during if you're our listening, folks, so. it's all about the snacks <laughs> in the free snacks. <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> And um, I would just like to add, like as a as a like a new intern applying for the very first time, just uh, just 
be open-minded, apply to a lot of places and just, uh, and, and just, just, just work hard. Because when I first applied, I had to apply to a lot of places. Like my first time applying, uh, it's cause it's very hard to get your first internship. And then after that, it's like a domino effect. So my first experience was applying to more than a hundred places and doing only like 10 interviews. So it's like that one to 10 ratio. All right. Great. I think we hit that piece too. Look, I want to finish with, you know, my famous lightning round. I know, Liam, you're scared. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> yeah, there's, but, a, so, there's some questions in here that uh, always throw me off. I'm always curious how you would answer these out, but. Yeah. I, the great news is I don't have to. That's yeah. the great news. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe before you leave, when do you guys leave? August 30th is our last August day. 30th. Wow, this is like right around the corner. Yeah. Damn. I, I'll be working remotely on the podcast until April. So maybe we can do an episode where I interview you out. I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, people don't need to know any more about me. That's all I know. All right. So look, I'm going to, this is going to be a little different because uh, it's always different for everybody, but uh, for you guys, it, certainly it's going to be different. Um, here's a, I mean, I don't know if this is a lightning round or not, but I'm going to go with my, my questions here that are in my head. So do you guys consider yourselves millennials? Yes. 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 So, um, but millennial, what is, you know, technically there's, there's no perfect date, but I te technically it's like since 1997 and beyond, is it not? Well, I'm 1996. See, that's but, what uh, I asked. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. I've heard, I know, I guess technically a word Gen Z or whatever it is, but, um, I don't know. I've heard so many references to our kind of age group being millennials, like amongst like you know friends. So I think I think it was a little bit of both. Like for me, I'm saying I'm I'm 1995, but I think I would say I'm a little bit of both. So so describe. Do you, do you take? I mean, do you think millennials is a good term? Do you think it gets a bad rap? Do you think it's a good rap? What do you think about the overall term? Because it's, it's used extensively. Those damn millennials, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm always referring um, to those damn baby boomers, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. See, I'm not, I'm not a baby boomer. I just want you to know that. Yeah, yeah that's like 1945 or something, right? <laughs> I think. 1946. I think it's 1946 46. to 64. I mean, I don't know who, who makes up this stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, whatever. So, the the bad rap that millennials get are like the generation of me. Do you think that you think that's BS? I mean a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I th I thought millennials was always used in context, just like maybe technology awareness or um, just what's current with the times. I kind of feel like I'm older than my typical friend group is like. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> my interests are usually predate myself, but I don't know. What do you what do you think, Ratchet? I think it's the same thing. Like when someone refers to millennials, I personally think it's more about being tech savvy. Like I feel like I just got introduced to technology uh, very early in life, and uh, and I, I can like for example, I can use internet a lot more efficient uh, than someone who's not a millennial. Like for example, someone who was who was born before millennials. So sociologist uh, Kathleen Chaputis, I think is her name. She says that the, you guys are the Peter Pan generation, meaning that uh, you have a perceived tendency for delaying some rites of passage into adulthood for longer periods of the most, than most generations. In other words, 
You're, you're living off your parents. <laughs> well, I, I think that's definitely true. I mean, housing market isn't helping that at all. So, Like, especially in Toronto. Like, uh, I yeah. personally, I do live with my parents, save some money right now. So that that is very true because her rent is very expensive. Look, I think there's no harm or foul in that. If if I could still live with my parents, I would. <laughs> Let's be honest. Just think of that. No bills. I'd have a really nice car. I think I'd oh, have yeah. a really nice car. If I I'm still being fed, <laughs> not paying utilities. I mean, oh, this is the greatest. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you guys are just the smartest generation then. I don't know. I don't see that as the negative. So here's the common traits that I hear. Tech savvy. All right, you hit it, Ratchet. Family-centric. Well, you're at home. And you're right. Yes. The economy is not helping, or at least the, the cost of housing and cost of schooling is not helping you any. Achievement-oriented and feedback-seeking, meaning you like to get praise for what you do. True? Not true? Very true. Oh, yeah, very true. True, very true, yeah. Here's one. Job hopping. Well, That could be true. Uh, could because, be true. I've, like, personally, I think my friends, uh, especially uh, in tech industry, they like to – they kind of get bored very easily. Uh, and they like to go check out new stuff all the time. Hasn't happened with me yet, but that's what I've seen, like the pattern. Hmm. You don't agree, Liam? I don't know. I wouldn't say for myself. Uh, I find once I get into a role, I find the only way I can really have a positive impact is just by commitment. So uh, and that just, you know, kind of leaves job hopping out of the question. Well, so, I mean, in your defense on the job hopping piece, you know, all like, my parents used to have pensions and stuff like that. Those are gone. So uh, mm-hmm. I think it leaves the door open more for a tendency to go for the best deal, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Fair enough. And the last one was team-oriented. That's probably true, yeah? Yeah, I would yes. definitely say so. Yes. Ratchet, what is your number one role model today? Yeah, not related to you. Uh, that's a very interesting question. When you, when you say that, nothing pops in my head. But uh, uh, one person that I can really look look forward to is Warren Buffett. Uh, it's because, uh, for, like, like as you said, millennials, it's very hard to save money, right? And uh, I, I started getting into a little bit of investing, learning more about it. Is uh, That's a problem everywhere. And you can only uh, really increase your money or save money if you just make better investments. You know, just for example... A lot, like my friends tend to do a brand new BMW, and for me, I'm driving a Honda, so that's a sacrifice I had to make <laughs> because because later on, I see myself doing different things. I'm like, if I save some money now, make better use of it later on down the road, I might be able to achieve different goals that I that I ha- that I'm picturing right now. So it's more like a marathon, not really like a race at this point. So I would say that's your question, Warren Buffett, right now. Hmm. Nice. What about you, uh, Liam? For me, for role model outside of family, I would definitely still say Steve Jobs. I read his uh, biography by Walter Isaacson a few years ago, and he still just strikes me as like one of the most inspiring people. Very good. All right, so I'm going to end with uh, this or that. This is the adult version of Would You Rather. I'm going to go down the list. I'll start with you, Liam, and then I'm going to go to Ratchet, and we'll go back and forth, all right? All right, sounds good. All right, Liam. Uh, data or AI? AI. <laughs> All right. Data. data. Well, that's interesting. You guys are at opposite ends of the. Of the <laughs> All right, uh, Ratchet. WebEx or Zoom? WebEx. I'm gonna go with Zoom. Audio quality is a bit better. You guys might want to, you know, get a beer together. Or something <laughs> like Reconcile. All right. Uh, uh, Liam, Facebook or Instagram? Instagram by far. Definitely Instagram. 
Yeah, that's I'm sure that's... another uh, millennial trait. We're growing a hatred for Facebook. Like a lot of <laughs> why millennials is that? Tell Facebook. me, tell me in, in 20 seconds or less, why, why is that? Well, well, I think probably all the mistreating data campaigns that Facebook is kind of plagued with right now is not too pleasing here. But just usage, there's a lot of ads all over Facebook. It's not nice to use. I don't like using Facebook. And Instagram is kind of a home for, you know, great pictures and sharing life stories. So I definitely like using Instagram a lot more. Yeah, personally, stories as well. But also, my parents are on Facebook now. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I see it. You want to get away from your parents. Well, you do realize that Facebook owns Instagram. Yes, yep. that's true. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, Liam, phone calls or texting? Phone calls. Phone calls. What? I, 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 like, I like talking I because like, there's a better setting of tone there. Text, you can't really set a tone. Yeah, you can get more information out of a phone call. Like uh, my friend said this the other day too. We can't text each other because we're busy during the day, but when we have a moment to actually call each other, we can just get so much more out of that that time. Jeez, I so the, you guys must be the exception to the rule because um, my kids do nothing but texting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, I don't know who I'm on. I'm gonna go with you, Ratchet. iOS or Android? iOS iOS for me too. Yeah, you're Steve Jobs boy. I already got that. <laughs> yeah, the Apple uh, fanboy. Reading, reading or audio books? We are probably already. Yeah, yeah reading. <laughs> I haven't reading. done uh, audio books yet. Yeah. All right, all right. Ratchet, uh, working hard or playing hard? A little bit of both. Work no, hard. No, you got to answer one. <laughs> working hard. All right. Playing hard. I'm going playing hard too. Liam, maple syrup or Canadian bacon? Oh man, now you're really tearing me apart here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Canadian bacon. Yeah. Maple syrup. We, right. call, we call it pea meal bacon up here. I'm not sure that's used down there, but. Uh, I thought I was trying to be original because you guys are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ratchet. Intern at IBM or somewhere else? Definitely intern at IBM. <laughs> yeah, will I get fired if I say the other thing or? <laughs> no, no, it's all free. It's all. <laughs> uh, still IBM intern. All right. Uh, for both you guys. Any advice for me as I continue on without you guys? Just I would I would just say just I mean it sucks that we're leaving, but don't be too sad because our paths our paths might cross later on again. <laughs> yeah, don't don't be too depressed in those first few episodes we're away. <laughs> I might be I might be I'm gonna say what the hell's going on here? Everything's gonna fall apart. <laughs> we got good people coming in. All yeah. right, I'll, I'll end with this. I, I I've got to run just like you guys, but is there anything that you guys one thing you wanted to ask me that you never got the chance to ask me, and, and before we break, this is your chance. Yep, I have one. That's what I worried about. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you was, uh, when you were in your early 20s, yes. uh, what, what were you thinking? What was your mindset, and how can you compare that to your mindset right now? Uh, I, uh, I w I w the way I'd answer that, um, I would say compared – to where I am now, I was in a much more of a fixed mindset, no doubt about it. Uh, you, when you're younger, when you come out of school and stuff, you feel like you know it all. I've got this all figured out. I'm going to go rock the world. And that's all good traits, I guess. But it, it really, you come out with a fixed mindset. If you ever read Carol Dweck's book, that's one you guys should read. It, it, it's called Mindset. And it talks about how to open up the fact that, you know, admitting that you don't know the answers is the first key to learning because then, and being very vulnerable, and I would say, 
as I've gotten older, those are the, I love to learn. I'm, I'm free to admit when I don't know something because I think I learn more. I think people respect that. It, you know, you got to be vulnerable to do it. But um, I think it, it's the key to success. Perfect. Thank you. My question is, what's something that's true but everyone disagrees with you? <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask my questions on me. It's too good. I have to. That everyone dis disagrees with me on that. Um, I've actually got quite a quite a few of them. I'm trying to figure out. You know, when I asked somebody this earlier, one of the answers they gave me I thought was unbelievable. Uh, that that was really good. The guy quickly answered. You probably remember this. He was he'd worked for Obama and he answered, "Bureaucracy is good. Got to got to happen." And not everybody would I said, hell yeah, nobody's going to believe that. I was, I was, that was a, the best answer that I'd received on this. Yeah, Philip um, yeah. Reiner. Uh, what's true that no one else uh, agrees um, with me on? I don't know. I got, I got some folks that, that I'm not going to have a good enough or that answer that I just gave you. That was a perfect answer because I don't think anybody agrees with it. <laughs> um, I, you know, I would go back to my last comment I think um, I think you've got in life you've got to be vulnerable although I think some people would agree with me I don't think as many people do it that that would even agree with me though in other words you've, you've got to be willing to admit your mistakes so then you can you can you can learn so the bottom line is I think you've got to be very vulnerable and be comfortable being vulnerable um, and and take your armor off and, and I think uh, once you once you do that, and uh, you, you you practice a, a and like, this is, this will sound kind of awkward, but it, like you don't you don't care so much. You do, but you, you just you don't care what people think about you, mm-hmm. and uh, things will start working working out for you. And in other words, you'll you'll put yourself out there, you'll take risks, and you know you're always you know rather than have the armor on. I think things t- tend to work out in your favor. That'd be my answer. Not a very good answer, but you caught me on the last one. That was a good well, yeah. one. Yeah, I think I would agree with you on that one, but I think the number of people who actually practice that uh, might be different. So, but yeah, I'll take it. What, what I would say is that uh, that's exactly it. I would say that uh, people may agree in, verbally or in principle, but the folks just measure the folks that actually do it. That's mm-hmm. the key. Yeah, exactly. All right. Hey, thank you guys for being on the podcast. You've been great as usual. Thank you for all you've done for this podcast and and uh, producing it. I hope you're transferring all the knowledge you have to the new new folks, or we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, we're working. Oh, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, thanks, Al. This was a lot of fun. All right, yeah, you guys are the best. Good luck. Keep in touch. Thanks for listening to the Making Data Simple podcast, where we make data fun. Be sure to visit ibmbigdatahub.com forward slash podcasts to access the show notes and uncover even more great episodes. Remember, the views expressed here are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily represent the views of IBM. Until next time, over and out.